I'm Sean Woolley, Managing Director of Cloud9 Spain. With me today I have... Alex Radford. Alex Radford, lawyer from My Lawyer in Spain. My Lawyer in Spain, yeah. We are here to talk about that dirty word, taxes. I know, shocking, isn't it? We all have to pay them, some more than others. But Alex, just going to advise you on uh, what taxes are, are needed to be paid when you purchase a property. Local taxes, non-residence taxes, residence taxes, income tax, inheritance tax, wealth tax, although not anymore. So we're going to cover a few of those angles. So Alex, I bought a property. I'm a non-resident. Yeah. What do I need to pay? Okay, so first of all, when you when you purchase a property, you're going to pay uh, transfer tax at 7%. Yeah. And if it's, a, if it's a second-hand property and a brand new property, you pay VAT at 10% and stamp duty, which starts at what between one and one and a half percent, depending on where you okay. where you buy. So they're the purchase taxes. That's the purchase tax. And then in terms of running costs and taxes Run, ongoing. Running costs. The year after purchase, you're going to pay what's known as the non-residence income tax, and that's uh, a kind of almost a, a strange calculation of the taxable value. Uh, only Spain could come up with. Yeah. Do they just make it up as they go along? Well, to a certain extent, but there no, there is a formula there. Um, but it's hundreds of euros rather than thousands, okay. and that's good. That's payable the year after purchase. It's going to be paid before the end of end of the December. Of and that's paid year. every year thereafter. Every year. Yeah. Okay. And and that basically, um, we we tend to contact our clients around about you know, between July and October just to, to to arrange payment of that tax. Okay, so that's something that you can help with in terms of the administration of that and the payment of that. Yeah. Obviously, you don't pay it, but yeah, but you can help with that. And in terms of any other. Um, person-related taxes, or is it all property-related, like EB and stuff like that? So, so basically, yeah. If you once you've purchased property, you're going to have you're going to pay town hall rates, which is the EB. Mm-hmm. Um, in other areas, it's called SUMA. Uh, up in the Costa Blanca area, it's called SUMA. And and then and then you'll pay community fees if you're on a community. So, so and the garbage collection, garbage basura. collection, basura. Again, nothing, mm-hmm. nothing really to worry about. But that should come out um, when you're touring. With the agents, mm-hmm. ask them about the general costs yeah. of, of running the, the property, and 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 again, when we prepare our legal report for clients, we, we we include those costs there. Because that depends on which municipality you're in, doesn't it? So, for yeah. instance, we're sitting here in a place in Benavis where we pay quite low rates of EB and basura at the moment. So we pay 18 euros a year for for the rubbish collection, whereas you go to Marbella, you probably pay 180 euros a year. Look, it's not a lot of money, but it's it just shows you that there are differences depending on, on where you buy. So it is worth, as Alex quite rightly said, it is worth checking out with your agent exactly what those costs are going to be. Yeah. Um, what else? Are there any so other... So you, you mentioned personal income tax. So if you yeah. move to Spain, yeah. the, the tax year in Spain runs from January to December. Nice and easy. Nice and easy. Uh, so if you spend more than 183 nights in Spain, then you become a Spanish tax resident. So if you move to Spain at the beginning of the year... You, you have to submit your tax returns between April and June the following year. Okay. And then if you have assets over the value of €50,000 um, outside of Spain, then you have to declare that in March the year after arrival too. Okay, as a non-resident. As or... a non-resident. Okay. Well, actually, as, as a resident too. Yeah, you as, as a resident. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's, that's called Modelo 720. Yeah. And it's just a declaration. It's not, you're not paying any taxes on that because uh, as, we, as we sit here and talk... Um, the wealth tax in Andalusia is in the process of being abolished, which is great news. Yeah, I was reading various articles about this today because it is this is hot news off the press that Andalusia is becoming a not a low tax economy, but it's very competitive now. Yeah. Um, even people who were worried about 
the levels of income tax. That seems to be something that they're tackling here, is that because each each region of Spain is, is semi-autonomous, isn't it? Yes. So they can make their own decisions about local taxes. So wealth tax is gone. What does that mean, really, for for, for well, that, people wealthier than me? But basically, basically, yeah, um, that that means that that you had to pay tax um, when you had more or less assets over a million euros. Yeah. So that means that those those wealthy individuals now don't have to pay that. And wasn't that based on worldwide assets as well? So yes. they would take everything into account. Yes. And yeah. then they would slap a, a a tax on you. Yeah. So that must mean that, well, I'm guessing more and more seriously wealthy people are going to find moving to Andalusia attractive. Absolutely. So we, in the past, we prepared tax calculations for clients. They've got worldwide assets of, you know, you know extensive worldwide mm. assets and, and income. Uh, and, you know, it was a lot of money each year mm. to pay in wealth tax. The fact that that's gone now is, 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 is amazing. So, is, so is. you know, it's very positive. And, and you're right, the, the, there's 17 autonomous regions in Spain, each with their different taxes. Um, Andalusia now is really shining at the top of, of tax-friendly autonomous regions. It brought the wealth, it, it abolished the wealth tax, and it brought transfer tax down from eight, nine, ten percent to just seven percent. Why are they doing this? Well, they're doing it to attract income. Okay. Uh, attract so they want income, inward investment. Lock, attract income, investment. As a, it's a, it's a, it's a new government um, in place. They've got a, a good majority. So, so they're they're doing what they set out to do. And I know it's very, very early to say this, but have you noticed any? I mean, obviously, we had the transfer tax reduction. We're now seeing wealth tax being abolished. We've had a few clients on the phone to us this morning saying, what does this mean? What does this mean? Have you noticed anything from your end? Have you noticed any stimulus of, of, of inquiries? I, I, I think it's really early days, Sean, mm. because you know it's literally happened in the last 48 hours. Um, however, I, 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 I can see that. I mm. can see that because we, we've dealt with it before and wealth tax was uh, something that really did put off some of the wealthier clients. Yeah. Um, and the wealthy clients who've got properties in Marbella, um, but they might want to now consider moving to Spain. Mm. So so some of our clients will, will probably look at that now. Yeah, excellent. And in terms of utility bills, just in terms of ongoing costs, you've got electricity, water, gas isn't often supplied in Spain, is it? No. So electricity and water, I mean, obviously, household bills are on the rise wherever you are in the world. Um, anything else we, we've missed? Well, so, so community fees, community fees, community yeah. fees um, again, depending on on, on on the resort or, or urbanisation you, mm. you, you buy into. If it's got lots of swimming pools or gardens, then they, they Security go Security and things like that. Exactly. It all costs money, isn't exactly, it? Exactly, yeah. And those costs are shared depending on how much of the community you own, which will be predominantly because of the, the size of the, the apartment or the villa that you have, then those costs will be shared across all members of the community. So if you have, for instance, a development of 20 apartments and you have 24-hour security, you've got 20 owners paying for three people's salary Whereas if you have a resort of 200 or 300 people paying for that, then the cost is diluted and it becomes a bit more economically viable. So again, things to ask your agent about when you're doing a tour and you're looking at properties that you like, find out what the community fees are, why they're that level, what you get in, you know, in return for your, for your money. In terms of residents, if you become a resident here, what are the taxes are there to, to pay? So, so yeah, in effect, uh, as we kind of touched on earlier, if you spend more than 183 nights in Spain in a calendar year, then you become a resident and you pay tax uh, on worldwide assets and income the year after purchase. Okay. So the year after you become a resident. Yeah. And, and that's a sliding scale depending on, um, on, on, on the income that you generate. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. And finally, inheritance tax. 
What's the situation there at the moment in Andalusia? So, it, so in Andalusia, it's again, it's quite favourable. Um, this, you know, this government uh, started that process mm. a few years back um, when they were in coalition then, and they basically increased the personal allowance that direct heirs can um, inherit up to a million euros free of an inheritance tax, okay. and then and then ninety nine percent there afterwards. Okay, but this, so it's virtually zero. Virtually zero, but it's direct relative. So, so not brother to sister, okay. but mother to father, uh, father to son. Okay, okay, okay. And they are they are looking at increasing the personal allowances outwards as well, yeah. mm -hmm. and they've made donation tax a lot more. Um, yeah, less less onerous than it was before. Okay, so, so we if have, you wanted to leave money to the cats and the dogs home and stuff like that, it's you can do that. Yeah, it's a little easier. Yeah, but certainly the, the million euro allowance is is really good, and then ninety nine percent discount mm. there afterwards. And what we are finding is a lot of people are donating properties now, so they they want to to give their properties to their loved ones now, and they they put that in process so they don't wait until they die. Right. Okay. Speaking of death. Um, wills is that something that people should do with you or is their will at home sufficient no I, I definitely recommend uh, for Spanish assets a Spanish will so if you've got a will in another country or if you've got assets in another jurisdiction I'd recommend you have a will for each jurisdiction and they're and they're, they're all coordinated and some some countries as, as you know the first clause of the will is I revoke all former wills so if you're updating your local will It'd be I, I revoke all former wills except my Spanish will dated X. Okay. And have a Spanish will purely for Spanish assets. And that Spanish will, the cost of which is, is you know, we charge 212 euros for the will and about, allow about 100 euros for notary fees. The, that Those costs can save you a lot yeah. of headache. A lot of hassle. A lot of hassle and a lot of costs of not having a will. Yeah, I've seen it before where people have been left without a will and it's... It's just unnecessary stress and, and problems that, that could have been avoided. Yeah. Okay, well, we've covered that murky, murky subject, but um, thank you so much for your, uh, your advice as always. My pleasure.